0: Sunday marks the opening of Major League Baseball's winter meetings out in San Diego. And as such, it marks the opening of absolutely everybody, everywhere, incorrectly, presuming that Brian Reynolds is going to be traded. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer Daily Shots. Of Steelers and Penguins, where you found this. Reynolds is not going to be traded this offseason, nor this coming season. That could be the end of the segment. I could say, coming up next, J1Q. But that never really seems to suffice. At around this time last year, Reynolds' name had been thrown into so many alleged reports that it became kind of a case of smoke begetting fire, at least theoretically, where, well, if everybody's saying it, it must be true. No, no, it must not be true just because everybody's saying it. Because before I even get into why Reynolds wouldn't be traded, let me explain some of how that process works, since as a baseball beat writer and someone who covered a lot of winter meetings, I can tell you kind of how this breaks down. You go there, and you're desperate. It's the most uncomfortable feeling I've ever had as a reporter on any beat. Those of you who've been with me for a while know what I'm talking about. I can't stand the winter meetings. I'm glad I don't do them anymore. Because you go there, there's this giant press room. There's also this giant lobby. They're usually not close to each other, so you spend all the rest of your time matriculating between the two, and you're just hoping. You're hoping something falls from the sky, that you'll run into somebody in the lobby that you know, that you can pull out your notepad and act all reporter and get something from somebody who you're pretty sure doesn't have any inside information whatsoever, but you're in the lobby, so you're looking like you're talking to somebody. Every once in a blue moon, you'll fall into something, especially if you're new and you haven't made connections yet. Later on, I got a lot more comfortable because I would arrange separate gatherings with certain agents they weren't the highest level agents but they were guys who knew something and had some people in the pirate system and might have at least some semblance of knowledge and in that context i'm describing to you the people doing actual work versus the ones just making stuff up they know who they are they've been doing it forever they have their own mo They'll go through all 30 teams' rosters, including their organizational rosters, and they'll say, well, here's someone who would make sense if he moved from here to there. And then they'll look at the lowest hanging fruit. And with the Pirates, that's really easy because over the last 30, 40 years, there's nobody they haven't been willing to trade at a certain juncture and a certain price. So anything that you say about the Pirates is going to sound plausible, and because the Pirates don't have that many fans, compared to the ones that they're used to talking about, they don't expect to get a whole lot of blowback. If they're a thousand percent wrong, only a handful of people will notice it. Hence, Brian Reynolds' name comes up in pretty much every other trade rumor. It ain't happening. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. There are two reasons that Reynolds won't be traded this offseason and next season. One of them, and I'm not guessing at this, they've told him so. (laughs) This isn't the hardest thing to find out, you know? Hey, Brian, what have you heard? And he tells you what he's heard. And they've been honest with him all along. That's the reason that he's been, and he's sounded, and he's come across as loyal as he has to both the Pirates in Pittsburgh. He appreciates the way they've dealt with him. And he should. He should. The next time I hear him complain, and he's pretty forthcoming, this is a straight shooter, that so-and-so wasn't uh, honest with him about something will be the first. He's had occasions where he wished they'd been... A little more direct in some settings, and where he's been a little confused by some of the signals they've sent, but none of those have been recent, and none of those have come after the two-year extension that he signed that guaranteed him a couple of years through the period in which the Pirates hold his rights through arbitration. Anyway, it's been a pretty decent relationship. He's not being traded. I've heard this from the player. I've heard this from the top. He's not being traded. Now, the other thing that should tip you off to this is what we were talking about on yesterday's show, and that's that they're starting to sound different. And that's coming principally from Charrington. And it's never done that before. They're starting to say things like 2023 matters. They're starting to use... Specific years in their conversation, such as mentioning the year 2023 instead of constantly being nebulous. You don't go and get yourself a 37-year-old first baseman and probably an older catcher, probably Roberto Perez. If your next move is going to be, man, let's unload our best player, let's do that. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. They haven't put themselves, this front office, in any sort of position to be able to make a move like that because they haven't been good enough at what they've tried to do to date. This is year four, and they're fresh off back-to-back 100 lost seasons. They might still be on a trajectory that they like, but they're definitely not on the timeline that they or anyone else would like. So they're, they're kind of out of kicks of cans down the road, which is a point that I've only been making here for months. And which is why it was so alarming and unsettling to hear a couple months ago that they were planning on doing it again next year. If they have indeed reversed course on that plan, awesome, great, but there's no way it would involve trading Reynolds when we come back, J1Q. J1Q comes from Kevin. It's a little longer than most, but I really liked it, and I hope you stick with it here as I read it to you. I know this won't be a popular thought, says Kevin, and understandably so, but could the shift in Charrington's approach to this offseason be coming from Bob Nutting? Last season, Charrington low-balled Reynolds during the arbitration negotiations causing all kinds of outrage. Eventually, we heard that Nutting wasn't happy with how things were handled and the problem was remedied. Could this be something similar? Charrington wants to punt on 2023 with one last rebuild season, but after hearing all the anger from the fan base, Nutting tells him to take the season more seriously by signing a few average free agents. I'm not suggesting Nutting is putting baseball before profits, just that he can see the non-existent ticket merchandising sales, and wants to stop the bleeding to some degree. He's a businessman, and he knows that the fans need a little hope to stay in the black financially. I can't rule out any single syllable of what you sent here, Kevin. I really can't. However, however, I'm going to modify it a little bit here. It's possible. What you're describing is possible. But my belief based on speaking with people inside the organization is this is, this is more of a Travis thing. This is more of a Travis Williams thing. Travis wants to start moving the pirates in the right direction. I'm going to repeat this because there's a lot of people who aren't aware of this. Travis is Ben's boss. That's the hierarchy over there. Just because they were considered Upon their hiring separate but equal, meaning that one runs the business and another one runs the baseball, there is still one over the other, and it is Travis over Ben. Ben answers to Travis ultimately. That doesn't mean that Travis sits there and lords over every middling reliever that's signed or that he does things like Frank Coonley did in nixing a trade that would have brought Cliff Lee to Pittsburgh in his prime, blah, 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 blah. But he is the boss, and I know for a fact that he feels this way. He'd like to get things moving. I also know for a fact that the GM was... How did you put this? Because you put it a lot better than I ever have. Let me find your exact wording here. You say... Charrington wants to punt on 2023 with one last rebuild season, but after hearing all the anger from the fan base, dot, 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 yeah, I think he did want, I think he did want, and might even still want, yet another punt, because it affords him that much more, to use Ben's own term, flexibility, as he's moving forward. But everyone, well, almost everyone, has a boss, and Ben's boss says, "Uh uh-uh, this isn't working. We're losing season ticket holders like flies, and we didn't have that many to begin with. Our ratings are going down the tubes. Everything is going bad, and our plan, our overall overarching plan, depends on having more revenue so that we can comfortably raise payroll when the time is right. Well, the time is right to begin changing all of this. So maybe it is all of this, as I suggested yesterday, semantics. Maybe that's the real alteration here. And what you'll see is a whole bunch of guys signed that are not all that different than the kind of guys that they signed last year. But because it comes with a different intonation, something that sounds more aggressive, something that sounds more competitive, it'll sell a little bit better. Maybe, maybe. But I, I gotta tell you, Kevin, I you're you're probably on to something. If it's not nutting, then it's gonna be Travis for sure. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll do another one of these on Monday.